Welcome into the Leba Business Hour, sponsored by Nats to Tassily, highlighting local independent businesses in and around Lincoln on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com. Here's your host, Leba President and CEO, Bud Seinhorst. Good morning and welcome to the Leba Business Hour. Thank you to our show sponsor, Nats Detasseling. Earn cash, build character, Nats Detasseling. Learn more about Nats at notafraidtosweat.com. Our opening segment today is sponsored by Ustop. Earn points that spend like cash with the kickback card, which you can get snacks and even gas. Available at all 24 Ustop locations here in the Lincoln area. You can join the conversation today on our text line. You can call or text at 402-464-5685. Listen on the 93.7 The Ticket app, theticketfm.com. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Allo, Channel 951. So uh, this week we have uh, what I think is kind of a cool show uh, because I'm all, we're always thinking about the next generation in, in business and what's happening and, and who those folks are going to be to come up through, especially a lot of these small local businesses. And we've got two of our, our, both of our guests today kind of fit into that category. Uh, our first guest is uh, David Chapin with Wilmer Electric. Welcome to Leave a Business Hour, David. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here, bud. It's good to have you here today. So real quick, it says on my show on my feed here that our mics are muted. Is that okay, Jake? Yep, that's fine. Okay, I just I saw on the computer it says mic muted. So uh, anyway, so David, tell us a little bit about Wilmer Electric and how it got started. Well, it's a it's a long story because it's a long history. I will try to make it as um, brief as possible. Back in 1920, my great grandfather was working as a railroad mail clerk, and he didn't like his job very much. And so he went and took a correspondence course at um, the University of Minnesota. We're named Wilmer Electric. Wilmer is a town in uh, Minnesota where my great-grandfather uh, lived. And he, he wanted to pursue his dream. And uh, so he started the, the company uh, throughout. I'll just kind of rapidly go uh, through time here. Uh, two of his uh, three sons uh, went into the business and uh, became the second generation of the company. Uh, later on, my dad w- uh, became part of the company in the 60s, and then in, uh, in, um, in 2027, my brother and I uh, took it over. That's how we got to be a four-generation ownership part of the company. Uh, the interesting part of the story is that we always like to make sure we share with people is, um, although that makes it seem like we're a family business, that we would be focused on the Chapin family. You know, my dad was one of nine kids in his generation. He is the only one of those nine kids who thought, Wilmer Electric is the place for me. The other eight went off and pursued their own dreams, just like my great-grandfather did when he started it. So every time um, on Monday mornings at 10 o'clock when new employees start up at Wilmer Electric and they go through the orientation and I get to go through the history with them, um, we, uh, we make sure to tell them that it's not about pursuing a family dream. It's about making sure that the 200 people that work at World Electric get to make sure they're living out their purpose in life. How is it that they're going to fulfill their own dreams the same way that my great-grandfather did back in uh, 1920? Because he didn't start the company thinking, boy, I wonder how 103 years from now my great-grandsons, Justin and David, are going to be able to provide for their families. He wasn't concerned about that. He was concerned about his dream and his family. So that's the magic of the story. Excellent. And so... 
Wilmer Electric actually has, well, obviously Wilmer, Minnesota, you still have a presence there. Uh, you're here in Lincoln, and then you're in Oklahoma City. Is that right? Or uh, in Oklahoma? Lot, in Oklahoma. Lot in Oklahoma. A lot in Oklahoma. I do a lot of work there at the Goodyear plant and then at Fort Sill. Most everybody who tells you they're familiar with Lot in Oklahoma has at one time or another served in the, arm, in the Army. And uh, so there, we do run into people like that. Yeah, w- the interesting part about coming to uh, Nebraska is we came 50 years ago to Nebraska. We were doing a mall up in uh, Minnesota called the Candy Mall. And uh, the, the Wilmer's in Candyi County, so everything's named Candy there. Um, and so Candy, the, the Candy Mall, the owner and the developer liked what we were doing and said, do you want to come to Nebraska uh, in Grand Island and do the Conestoga Mall? And we did. Um, I remember my dad, who was a very um, aggressive uh, marketing kind of guy who always liked to pursue the dreams. He did, does tell us that's the one time where he, I, my dad isn't the kind of person to put things up for a vote. But he says he, he, he got voted eight, eight to one. He got outvoted for that. And um, they came down to, to Grand Island. And so we've been in Nebraska for 50 years since then. Came in the late 70s, came down uh, here to, came over, I guess, uh, to Lincoln. Um, and since then, we've had more people working for us in, in uh, Nebraska than we have in Minnesota. It's, Wilmer's a small town. It's a town like Columbus or Kearney or, um, you know, that sized uh, regional center. Um, but Lincoln's always had more work for us. And then um, I'd had enough of traveling and winter. Um, so our, my family moved. So you back. moved way to the south in Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> yes, yeah. the, the joke is I used to always tell people, uh, once we moved out here, people said, well, when are you going back to Minnesota? I said, I don't think my wife's willing to move to the north side of the street that we live on. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep going south, right? Yeah. So, um, And your presence in Lincoln actually – you purchased uh, a longtime Lincoln uh, business, Quantum Electric. We did. Uh, back in 1990, my dad was the chair of a national construction association uh, called the Associate Builders and Contractors. Uh, Steve Bowen was the local chapter chair. They struck up a friendship. And uh, 14 years later, my dad bought uh, Steve, Quantum, or Steve Bowen's uh, company, Quantum Out, and it's been fantastic for us. We took over the Quantum location. All the Quantum people came to work for us. And it, uh, it's been a, it's been a, just a wonderful time. I remember the first time you told me about you guys bought Quantum Electric. Um, I actually, when I was in college, I coached Babe Ruth baseball, and one of the businesses that sponsored one of my Babe Ruth teams was Quantum Electric. We had white T-shirts, and it said Quantum Electric across the front of it. So um, that's kind of a fun memory because. That's a long time ago, but it's kind of a cool connection with Wilmer now. Yeah, and 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 you know the Liba connection, Steve Bowen. Uh, when we were negotiating with him, it was it was pretty easy. It was very friendly. Um, everything went along. The one thing was Steve uh, kept telling us, and we didn't realize at the time. Um, he said, you know, uh, Liba, you got to be a Liba member. So and, he, and he'd go through and he and he handed that off and, and the tradition of it. Um, but boy, he was he was insistent with it, and we kept wondering why is he so hot on this issue, uh, only to find out for ourselves that why it's an important uh, thing. And glad I listened. He and Carol are both very strong advocates for Liba, and um, and and I appreciate that. He's a past chairman of our board. He's uh, he's really been active. He really is passionate about the mission. He was a member for, or still is a member actually, um, and still very active. So um, that's exciting. So. Um, one of the other things that I found interesting getting to know you over the last several years as, as I've been involved in LIBA is um, you do these lean tours. 
um, which is just fascinating to me. So talk a little bit. Let's, let's start about, first of all, talk about how you got into lean in your business and how it's been, benefited you. And then we'll talk about your tours. Yeah, there's a guy named uh, Paul Akers wrote a book called Two Second Lean, which really is taking all of uh, all those lean principles and, and simplifying them down so a guy like uh, Dave Chapin can can understand them. Um, a, a person recommended it. I, I read it over uh, between Christmas and New Year's one one year, and it just sort of transformed who we are. The the idea that you need to uh, simplify your processes, standardize your processes, and uh, make sure you've kind of sorted through all your things. It's it's not just about being organized, but it's about being efficient. And then the the big part of that is bringing it into your workplace and being um, fun, having people engage in the fun of it. Uh, people can uh, get rid of a lot of their headaches uh, uh, through the process. A lot of lean and, and those sort of things can become jargon, and you end up using all these Japanese words, and people start rolling their eyes and thinking, you know, why are you turning this into a, a Ivy League classroom uh, as opposed to the the Wilma Electric way of just simplifying it down um, to as, as easy of a program as possible. We we do two things. Um, you asked about lean tours. I'm going to tell you first about it. We, we do what we call a lean walkthrough. Every so often we'll, we just stop what we're doing in the office, we divide up on teams, and we walk through our own office to find um, processes. Uh, we always try to crisscross people from different um, departments and different areas of the company to kind of look through things. We had one this in our office recently, came up with 157 improvements that we needed to make. I'm sure you've been to our office. You probably look in a walkthrough. Yes, you got 157 improvements. One, one hour, the the 17 people divided into five teams came up with 157 different ideas on how to improve things. What are a couple of examples of that? Um, well, one of them, the, the 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 big the big one that people talked about is you know we have people that go between offices. We're also a construction company, so you're fairly mobile. You have people coming in and out of your office. It's the natural course of business, and we have different open areas, um, and so the different touchdown spots aren't standardized. And so people said, you know, we need to get it so that that when you plug your your laptop in, you get the same results and you expect them everywhere. So that's as simple um but the other one is just how you reorder some of the supplies around um your office or we find out that we have um copy paper located in uh, three different places or there's the toner to replace and one of your uh copy machines is nowhere to be found where do we find this and so then you find yourself going around and around and it's just a simple matter of of putting where you insert the, the toner where you keep the refill and so how long have you been doing this uh, two-minute lean kind of program there at Wilmer. Yeah, we've been doing it since uh, 2015. So for eight years you've been doing it, and recently, I'm guessing the last couple months, you walked through and found 157 improvements. Yes, yes, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah. it's a continuous just efficiency, really, right? I mean, and how you make it, it efficient. It, it's interesting. We come, and, and the, there's a table in the middle of the room where people have brought things. It's like, do we really need this anymore? And some of them are, are like, uh, well, I'll tell you one that we decided to keep, a paper cutter. Um, all three of my children now work inside of Wilma Electric. That's a recent development. But my youngest daughter goes over and takes the paper cutter and says, we can't throw this away. I used it yesterday. Okay, I mean, So some of yeah. the ideas are people. Yeah. But, but on other ones, they just come out, and then people are like, well, we're going we're gonna to get rid of this. And you, you, sometimes you look at it and you think, okay, why do we even have it? Okay, mm -hmm. and then someone can usually tell you the story why we have it. But then other people are like, well, I need that at home, and so we just let them take it home. Mm -hmm. You know, so it might be a plug strip. Um, I don't know how we ended up with those um, 
uh, propane uh, gas cans that you would take camping. Why Wilmer actually had three of those in storage, I have no idea. But the, camper, <laughs> the campers in the group wanted to take it home. Some, so. Somebody got some free propane to yeah. go grill this yeah. weekend. And, and one of the things that really liberates people about the whole process, and, and it, we, I, you asked about lean tours. We do have the public come in from time to time, vendors and customers, um, and, and just other people that, that we run into, and, and we have them come in and we give them a tour of about – eight to 10 people, show them what Wilmer Electric's all about on the lean side. Um, it's, it's uncomfortable for me to seem like I'm bragging about what's going on, um, but it really keeps us sharp to have to explain to people because um, if I'm going to tell you that's what I do, it has, to, it has to be what I do. The big breakthrough for us on a lean thing was when you look at things, people like to save something because it has future value. Um, and, and even just recently with my, um, my mother and father-in-law who are in great health, but, but they're older and want to get their whole house onto one level. So it's a matter of cleaning out the basement. Um, and you look at something, it's like, you know, this is still valuable. They're not using it. Or at Wilmer Electric, we're not using it. How do I get it to somebody who can? And in some cases, it can be sold. And in other cases, it just needs to be, be given away. We're, we're quite, um, we, another story we share a lot is on, on corded tools. If you go into a construction site nowadays, you don't see a lot of cords. Um, they're mostly battery powered tools, not all of them, but, but most of them. And so we have all these corded tools that work perfectly fine. Um, you know, it's a matter of, we gave those away to a missions group who was in the habit of going over and not only doing mission projects, but they'd often leave their tools behind. And so it's like, we'll take these, bring them over there. And then you can leave them behind for the, the people over there to continue in a third world country to make improvements in their local area. Cause it's functional. It's just not functional to us. Who is it functional to and here you go. Yeah. I, I remember when I when I did the tour, because you had me on the tour not long after I started at Lieber. Uh, maybe it was right after. I guess it was right after COVID. Um, but how many pens do you have at your, in your, on your desk? I have three pens on my desk, a red one, a blue one, and a black one. And so they only, and I don't use the red one very often, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> this business guy, I don't want to use the red one. Um, but uh, so it is... Um, yeah, it just to, to simplify it down. Now, sometimes people's feelings are hurt when I take their, um, I don't take their pen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like uh, we, we, you run into some people, a, a lady who, uh, this was a Minnesota story, so it won't, you know, no local people need to be offended by this. But she, she worked as, as the, uh, op, uh, the office manager at an accounting firm, and she said, we have 14 partners. And that means I have to stock 14 different pens and refills. I said, that's crazy. I said, you need to stock one pen. And if people don't like that particular pen, then they can go to Staples. <laughs> they can go find their own. So um, give us a little bit of uh, overview. What kind of projects does Wilmer Electric do? We've talked a lot about different pieces of in the history, but what are some of the things that you do? I mean, you did Conestoga Mall. Are you commercial? Give us kind of that brief overview. Well, we do a lot of different ones. I mean, there's some commercial ones. I talked about how Goodyear brought us to to uh, Lincoln, and we worked then with um, uh, now Continental. Uh, we're, we're still there doing some work for that. But if you know the history of, of Goodyear there, they, they were really a, a going concern in the 80s and, and slowly over time um, scaled back. Uh, and that forced us to look at other places. So we're doing that kind of commercial work. Um, that kind of industrial work, but then a lot of the big commercial jobs, any big commercial job in this town we're going after. Uh, so we're doing the North Stadium expansion right now, um, the job that uh, called Atmosphere, um, which in order to make people understand that, it's the large student housing project going up on the old Journal Star, bill, uh, 
uh, oh, okay. property. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the 13 story student housing that goes up there. College of Engineering is being um, uh, remodeled. Uh, we're doing that um, and, and smaller projects, the schools. Uh, so large commercial jobs is, is the heart and soul of what we're doing here. Uh, there's, there's other ones. We have a, we have a service department that goes out and does that. We don't do residential work. Uh, I, I five years ago built a new house here. Um, didn't wire it. Uh, uh, my dad had one electric wire, a few houses. It was a headache. Um, I, promised my brother i wouldn't impose that on him so uh, we, we we hired someone else they did a very good job i probably wasn't the best customer uh for that electrical contractor but uh at least i wasn't bothering my own people well and and i think you you kind of touched on something that i find very important in business is you just stick to what you're good at you stay with your strengths as don clifton would say um and that's your strength that's where you are and when you work in that space, you can excel at a high level versus, you know, if you do one home a year, it's clunky and how do I do this and how does it work and those kind of things. I think that's, that's, that's valuable. It's a good, good decision to make as a business owner too. Exactly. Exactly. We, we try to focus on the strengths. So uh, as we kind of wrap up our segment here, we're, we're here with uh, David Chapin from Wilmer Electric. Um Tell us kind of some of the other things you're involved in here in the community and why it's important for you and why you encourage your employees to be involved in our community. Well, um, it, it, it's where we live. Uh, it, it is our purpose statement is people making a difference for people. Uh, that comes down to two sets of people. One of them, of course, the first people is the people of Warm Electric, um, you know, me and all my coworkers. And how is it we make a difference for each other? How is it we make a difference for our communities? Uh, so as a company, we'll do things like if you volunteer a certain number of hours, we are going to give you a, a, a day of vacation. And so we try to track the volunteer hours that people do. You know, for many people, that can be doing nursery in their church. It's coaching their kids' baseball team. Um, it might be serving on a board or a, or a or a commission of some kind, but for most people, it's 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 a lot closer to home than that. Um, and uh, we really try to encourage and, and get people to do that. We have a, a I guess now a journeyman electrician who is a volunteer basketball coach uh, in Palmyra um, for for a while, and we really want to make sure how it is we figure out how to make th- those various things. Then on a corporate level, we try to get involved with things. You know, you tend to get involved with things that involve um, uh, you know, Wilmer Electric, but but even even at that, I mean, it's 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 making sure that you're you're donating to and giving to things that that raise the 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 level of the communities that we live in. Try to very engage. Uh, we're up in the Belmont uh, neighborhood, so we try to do a lot with the Belmont Community Center. So we're going to bring in the the kids from the Belmont Community Center on Monday. We're going to give them lunch. We're going to talk to them about what it's like to be a electrician uh, We we really spend a lot of time with the Career Academy with SEC and and promoting um, the trades and in that make a specific effort not as much to just promote coming to work at Warm Electric because like when we go into high school we have kids from Pius come and tour our facilities and and show them what it's like and this hands-on experience that we have that allows them to come in and, and get some electrical work done just to see that we're not trying to figure out how is this person five years from now going to work at Warm Electric we just want that person to think hey uh, construction's a good trade. It's a good thing uh, to to get into. That it, it's well paying. It's rewarding. You know. 
Excellent. Well, uh, again, David, I appreciate you taking time on a Saturday morning, uh, coming out and joining us, talking about Wilmer Electric, uh, fourth generation now, uh, business uh, owner of the business. Your family's been in business for over a hundred years, um, and, and continuing to grow and expand and being a good part of our community. I appreciate all you do for Leba and especially your uh, your your member your employees and what they do to support all the things that we're doing. Uh, we will be back on ninety three seven. The ticket.